Today's show is brought to you by the University of Windsor's Alumni Association. Show us how you are Windsor proud by visiting the Alumni Association's Instagram and Twitter pages. Share your U Windsor memory or post a photo from your time on campus. For more information, visit uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni. Well, welcome back to a, uh, another year of Behind the Shield. Uh, I'm Cody Roussan. A little bit new to this, uh, not new to the school though. I've been uh, commentating with the University of Windsor uh, with their hockey teams, but uh, now I'm here for uh, for a little bit more, and uh, I'm here to provide you with behind the shield. And I've got my co-host here, Aaron Sanders. He's no stranger to the University of Windsor as well, and uh, you know we're both excited about this. We've both been looking forward to uh, working with each other, and uh, Aaron. I'm sure you're no stranger to everybody around, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, Cody, it's been a long time coming for us to work together. And, you know, I'm glad that I'm co-hosting Behind the Shield with you and to our Lancers fans, alumni and students out there. Welcome aboard and welcome as well. It's great to be with the Blue and Gold once again. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm the public address announcer for Lancers volleyball and other sports. Sometimes I'll fill in and do commentary for the Lancer webcast. And on top of that, I do a whole lot more things in terms of sports broadcasting around here in the Rose City. It's safe to say sports is my life. That's why I got the headset. And without it, I don't think I'd be anything. I would be nothing. And I'm sure you could say the same thing, Cody. We're diehard sports fans. And for us to do the official podcast here for the blue and gold it just means a whole lot more and i know our viewers are going to enjoy this season yeah absolutely it's just uh it's it's exciting because it's it's something totally new like i haven't uh i haven't touched the whole uh podcast scene since my time with journalism at uh at st Clair college mm-hmm. and then obviously you know you pick up uh stuff with the university because they're looking for commentary and such like that um picked up the the gig a few years back and honestly just calling hockey because I grew up loving hockey like love the game love the game but I was never quite good enough to make it on the ice so I knew I had to find another way and uh and uh, I'm trying my best to uh to find it this way <laughs> trust <laughs> me know? and a lot of people think all we do is is just talk but there's a whole lot of preparation that goes into broadcasting, into announcing. And that's one interesting thing about us. We both came from St. Clair and, you know, we're with the University of Windsor now, but it takes a whole lot of preparation. And as the season goes on, you learn a whole lot more. And plus, you're you're talking from the edge of your seat. You're thinking of things as they go along. And hockey is a fast-paced sport. In order to catch up with it, you got to make sure that you're on the ball all the time. Compare that to football or baseball or basketball. You have plenty of time to either get a story out there or just tell people what's going on and catch your breath at the same time. But I think it goes without saying, Windsor is a hockey town. And with the Lancers hockey program too, we're, we're going to expect nothing but great things in 2022, 2023. And the fact that they have you alongside as the play-by-play voice of hockey, it's going to make the experience much more incredible more awesome so you should listen to this guy at the capri complex or over on oua tv this is this is the guy this is the future voice for hockey here in windsor and what more can i say it's an incredible journey and when it comes to broadcasting there's a whole lot there's a whole lot but we're short on we're short on time how can we get all that i don't know cody 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I wish that I, I wish time was endless, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I appreciate those kind words. Um, but yeah, like when, when I started that program, uh, that we both, that we both came from, I, uh, I, I looked at it like, yeah, this was what I wanted to do. Um, this was, it, it, it was just perfect. Um, and then everything lined up the way that it did. Uh, I did my interview with, uh, cause they had you do the mock interviews. You do the mock interviews. Yeah. Uh, if you could refresh my memory, I'll let you know. It's been, it's been a while. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been a while for me too. It's been a few years already. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, time just flies. Um, but, uh, like you just, towards the end of the year, they had like, uh, somebody from the radio or, uh, somebody from, uh, like your TV Windsor come in and uh, basically uh, interview people as if they were applying for like a radio station, uh, TV channel. Yeah, like uh, I got uh, Brett Hedges. Brett Hedges actually interviewed me and uh, he did uh, commentary for the Windsor Lancers hockey prior to uh, to me coming in. And uh, he offered it to me because he he liked what he uh, he heard and saw, I guess, in the, uh, the mock interview, which it was just right place, right time, I guess. And uh, and yeah, I've just been trying to ride that wave. But when I uh, when I started uh, the whole program, like I started getting familiar with uh, either alumni of the program or uh, people still involved in the program. And you would still come around every once in a while. Um, then I kind of got used to hearing your name and I uh, started paying more attention to OUA and stuff like that. And then I wind up going to cover a couple of uh, the Windsor Express games mm -hmm. and uh then I get to, I get to hear your work and man, like, yeah, you're incredible. Like, like I, I got, I got no other way to say it. You are incredible at what you do, man. No, man you, you know, I, it's hard to believe that I, I just completed my sixth season with the Windsor Express and you and I, another thing in common, uh, we looked up to Brett Hedges to get our foot in the door. As far as broadcasting is concerned, you for the Windsor Lancers, uh, myself, and another great broadcaster, J.P. Justin Prince, in terms of the Windsor Express, too. So it's hard to believe. Years ago, we met Brett for the first time, and, re and we realized he was the voice of most of the Lancer sports online and on your TV as well, and the Windsor Express. And it it's strange, though, because I never expected to be in this position. But I think as technology and the world of media goes on, they always look for new people, uh, younger people. I know I'm not that young like I was about seven or eight years ago, but trust me, man, uh, the sooner you get into the business, the better. And I, I think St. Clair also taught us um, never say no to an opportunity. That's the first thing. And number two, you got to you got to multitask. You like you don't want to go in there and say, hey, I want to only do this. It's like, no, it's like, what if, for example, somebody is absent from the job? And you gotta take you gotta take over for at least a day or two or even a week. You gotta be ready for that. It's one of those on the fly things that will get you more experience than ever. And I'm sure Brett saw that in you, and Brett saw that in everybody. If anything, uh, Brett, he's he's up he's up there now. He's hosting that sports show. He's doing a lot of other things on your TV. Sometimes he comes back in, you know, to do a Lancers broadcast. I, I see it as a reunion every time Brett comes back, but. The one thing is for certain, he he is very selfless and he's able to get us to where we are today. And without him, we wouldn't be in these virtual boxes 
doing the podcast. There's a whole lot we could say about Brett. We could make a book or a virtual book, if you will. But it just goes to show how eager we were to take on the challenge. And he was more than patient enough to help us along the way. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, uh, wherever, wherever this takes us, um, you know, we got, uh, we got the same person to kind of look back on and think like, wow, they, they really started this. They started something with me. They pulled something out of me that I didn't know that, uh, that really I, I had in me, you know, um, did I ever see myself commentating anything? No, I can't really say that I did long while ago. No, no. Before I started it, I couldn't see it. And now it's, it's literally the most fun thing that I get to do. And uh, every time I go to a game, I'm super excited. And then every time the season ends, it's super bumming, you know, like, <laughs> no, you never want the season to end. You never want to start, uh, never want to stop uh, broadcasting. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's an escape too. They often say patience is a virtue and how patient were we during the pandemic, two years off uh, from behind the, the headset and everything else. And, you know, just to be brought back in, it's like the patience paid off. It turns out that we, we still got that spark. We still got the passion for the sport. And trust me, if we didn't have the passion for the sports, then why would, why would we be here? That's the most important thing. you got to have that passion and energy and, I'll tell you, it felt like the first time I, I put these things back on when the Express came back and the MBLC came back as well, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit rusty, so I had looked back at some old game film to see what I did before and what changed because as broadcasters, we always strive to do better than how we performed in the last game. And that goes double for coaches, that goes double for players. They have a tougher job than, than we do, honestly, because they're the ones – orchestrating what we see on the court on the field and on the ice and we're just trying to do our due diligence to you the viewers to give you the story of what's going on there's a whole lot of storylines heading into the game during the game and after the game and that's what keeps us on our toes but it's great to have sports back here and uh, i have a feeling we're gonna have sports again for a long time and here's here's the hoping here's, here's hope. the hoping fingers crossed you know <laughs> Because you, because I remember, and let me tell you the story, uh, Cody. I remember March 11th of 2020, that that year. A lot of people don't want to talk about, but it's interesting though. I was doing a Windsor Express game with Justin Prince, and we were fresh off of doing the college championships, the women's basketball uh, college championships over in St. Clair. And I'll I'll be honest with you, I was I was burned out. I was still doing the Express because hey, you know. They, they respect me. They're a terrific family. They're a terrific organization to work with. So I decided to do the game. And I was telling JP before we got on the air, because this was when, you know, the words of like the first few cases of COVID came along and the pandemic was starting. I'm like, and this was before I even saw it, Cody. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this was, would be one of the last times we come to the WFCU center for a while, because I'll tell you, I told him, it's like, I, I like, I need a break. I didn't know that break would extend to two years. So I learned to watch my mouth when it comes to that kind of stuff, because one day you could be at a place. The next day you may be out of a position or out of a job due to circumstances beyond your control. So it was an eerie feeling walking out of the WFCU center after the express game. And then those two years hit and you're wondering, well, what else can I do to use my time in a good way? 
with us not being behind the mic or preparing for a game, what do we do? We, we could watch TV. We could go on our phones or whatnot. But no, you want to do something productive. The hardest part was just keeping your brain at ease and, you know, staying sharp as a tack to see if sports is going to come back, if local sports is going to come back too, because that's pretty much our niche. So I learned, if there's one thing I learned from the pandemic, it's uh, don't complain. <laughs> don't complain. I'm a superstitious fella by all means. And I know every time I, I complain, it, it, it's going to come back and hit me because I don't know. Karma has an, has an interesting way, but when it comes to sports broadcasting, it's like, I'm glad to be back. This is my, I want to say fifth month uh, back doing sports and hopefully in the summer and for the rest of the year, I'm able to do something in terms of sports like this podcast. So I have been very careful. It, it's just, just like, if you treat, I feel like if I treat every day, like Friday the 13th and don't step on a crack or, or squash a spider or, or whatever, it's like, Ooh, you know, but it's been nothing but good mojo on my end. And hopefully we're looking at this pandemic in the rearview mirror and say, Hey, we're going to get on with our lives and we're going to see some great entertainment, whether if it's on the court or off the court or what, or what have you, but that's yeah. my story. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, Honestly, I feel I feel similar in that sense because everything just kind of felt different. Mm. Um, whether it be uh, you know the way things were going personally uh, versus the way that uh, the things were going in the world, because like you kind of you you knew something was coming because mm. you heard everything overseas, and suddenly it's in the U.S. and then suddenly it's here. And you knew, you knew something was coming. It's just, I don't think anybody could have ever predicted the, uh, the, uh, just, just the level of, uh, of, of, I guess, uh, extreme that, uh, that, that it did take, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we needed to, uh, to put some things in place and some things were necessary. Um, like we missed two years of broadcasting, uh, as you said, and, uh, you know, those two years as tough as, as, as they were, it was, it realistically, I, it, it was what was right. Right. Mm -hmm. like, um, we needed to play it safe, uh, needed to take care of each other uh, first and foremost. And uh, you know, as, as, as much as like it, it stung to be away from everything for so long, it, um, it just, it, it was important that, uh, that, that, that we took the break that we did. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, um, another thing, like an old cliche is, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh so, yes. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as I put that headset back on, it was, uh, uh, it, it, it was like a whole new love for, for everything. It just opened back up. It brought to, it brought you back to where you were before all this. And trust me, we're not the only ones that, that suffered in the hands of this pandemic. There's a lot of people around the world that, is, that has suffered and, you know, our, our thoughts and all of our love goes out to them because, you know, you, you don't know how, how many things people are going through and we usually check up on them. We may not be there for them in person, but, you know, in the world of media, it's a text away, a phone call away, a message away. So it was kind of hard. And to be honest with you, uh, I was contemplating whether to hang up the headset, you know, for good near the end of last year. But then these opportunities came along and, you know, I said, you know what, let's see if I still got it. And lo and behold, I was able to still have it despite a little bit of a rust, 
but I, I was thankful that many people uh, called up for me, you know, to come back to do what, what we were doing before the pandemic, the Lancers called me back. Uh, we had a, ra- had a radio station that you and I know real well called to, and the Windsor express when they call and say, Hey, we want you back. And we were wondering if you want to do play by play. Oh, that, that was terrific. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. But there was going to be a season. There was going to be a season for the Lancers and the Saints and everything else. You knew right then and then there's a sense of normalcy that is coming back, albeit a new normal. And we're adjusting to it right now. And as the summer comes along, I have a feeling it's going to be smooth sailing. People, I, I'm not going, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be a little bit nervous. And they have a right to because after these two years, you know, it's been so strange. You don't know what's going to happen next. But Sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone in order to, to, to feel different things or do different things. And trust me, when it comes to you and me broadcasting again, a completely different thing from what we did in 2020 and 2021. And then 2022 came along. It's like, boom, yeah, we're back into this. We're back in business. Yeah. It's uh, uh, 2022 has been, uh, been a year of a uh, year of ups, new adjustments, um, but, uh, for whatever the future holds, uh, all I can do is, you know, we just fingers crossed that everything stays good and, you know, people keep getting better because yeah, there were a lot of, like a lot of people suffered these past couple of years, a lot of people suffered and, uh, whether it be, you know, illness, um, uh, worse. Yeah. And they also all the people, um, just, just the, the place is closing everything in that. And, you know, we, we got what we, what we left, we, we came back and it's still here. Uh, We're fortunate enough that, that what we had is still, is still here. And, uh, and it's, it's a lesson too, because, because now going forward, it's like, I know not to take anything for granted and uh, you know, nothing, nothing's guaranteed as I've learned the, uh, the past couple of years, nothing, nothing's guaranteed. Don't take anything for granted and, uh, you know, keep your best foot forward and, uh, you know, do, do your best, uh, just to, just to stay true to yourself, um, and make sure to take care of everybody around you. You, you hit it right on, right on the nail right there. And I, I don't, when, when it comes to what's working for the university, I don't think there is any other group of people that has, been waiting after the last two years and uh, have endured much more than the teams and the players themselves. It's like you often wonder, well, how, how are they, how are they training? How are they working? How are they preparing to get back, you know, into an OUAC season, despite all these restrictions that has gone on, you know, in the community. And now with this new season, we get to circle back to to those players wonder you know what they've been doing lately what have they done during the pandemic you know to keep them you know in top form if you will because i'll be honest with you this was a season of redemption for the windsor lancers for everybody well not just for the lancers but for the entire ou way and the fact that they were able to bounce back and show us that this is the kind of entertainment that we've been waiting for, for, I want to say more than 750 days. It goes to show that this was something that was very, that was missed severely. And these players have suffered a whole lot. And just to see them go back to what is considered a safe haven, whether it's on the court or anywhere else, 
it's a blessing in disguise and they could go on with their careers, whether if they are graduating or just coming back for another year in their respective colleges. I know here in Windsor, the first one of the first few games at the St. Dennis Center, which incidentally, the last season at the St. Dennis Center, you know, to see fans back in there and, you know, they're practicing the social distancing and whatnot. Just the fact that there were the fans back in there, it meant a whole lot. So just imagine those fans times five or times six at the new at the new digs starting this fall. The total Lancer Center. Seeing the insides of it. And let me tell you, I think, well, picture-wise, <laughs> haven't been in there yet. But take my word for it, ladies and gentlemen, when you go in there next season, it's going to be tremendous. Hopefully we'll have a whole lot more fans. And you'll see some great entertainment that goes without saying, but we've done a number of games at the Capri complex and at the St. Dennis center, Cody. And I'll just say this. I didn't realize the St. Dennis center has been around for that long. Yeah. 41 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising because it was, uh, it was pretty well kept. Like it, uh, it, it didn't look as if it were 41 years old, you know, like it was, it was nicely maintained. I found, um, but, uh, but yeah, new facility coming in. I'm sure you're, uh, I'm sure everybody's pumped for it, but uh, I'm sure you're really excited about it. Um, I'm going to have to come by and check it out. I know for sure. I'm going to have to come by and check it out. I'll have to come watch a uh, basketball game or whatnot, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to see it. Cause it looks phenomenal from the pictures. It looks, it looks so cool. They did a tremendous job along with the video updates they would make every couple of weeks and just seeing it come together. Uh, this was something that the Lancers have been anticipating for a long time. And now you see the fruits of labor, if you will, coming into full fruition. It's just fantastic. I saw the court of, of the total center. Oh my goodness. Nothing says blue and gold more then that court is going to be shiny. It's going to, it's going to shine like Christmas. And when you see the fans there and everything else come fall, you're going to be amazed. It's going to be a new experience for any visitor that comes from out of town. And they're going to say, you know what, this is a facility and the Windsor Lancers have hit the jackpot off of this. There was a lot of renovations too around that area too, Cody um, next to the St. Dennis center and along there in, Usually I'm at Alumni Stadium because I PA announced for the Essex Ravens there uh, in some of the weekends during the summer. And a few years ago, there were basketball nets. And now there's a peaceful, beautiful green area, too, that leads from the St. Dennis Center to the Total Center. I mean, I, I know I've been saying a whole lot about the Total Center, but the way they set it up, it's, it was worth the wait. They were able to work through the pandemic to make sure it would open for fall of 2022. They're right on schedule. And now it just makes me more eager for this summer to go by. And I rarely say that to get <laughs> yeah. back into sports. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, uh, like I grew up a, a winter boy, so uh, I'm always looking forward to the winter. So hockey season, always looking forward to it. The fall, of course, I'm looking forward to it. Just like that little, little tease going into the winter, you know? Mm -hmm. Summer months, I just find, you know, it's, uh, you can only do so much for yourself. When it's when it's like 90 to 100 degrees outside, you know, winter, I can bundle up totally fine. <laughs> well, the, well, the 90, the, well, the 80 and 90 degree temperatures or I think it'd be 20 or 30 Celsius around here. It, take it, take it from me. Before I lived here, I lived in 
Texas for like six years. So, you know, I'm, I, I know a thing or two about the hot weather. We, we don't get humidity. We get dry air. So every time I hear a couple of my friends saying it's too hot, I'm like, what do you mean? This is Texas weather. <laughs> you just got to dress accordingly, stay hydrated, uh, have sunscreen. And that's, that's all you need to do. But I realize it's getting a little hotter here and we had some, well, not record breaking temperatures, but some high temperatures a few weeks ago. That's going to come back next week. But I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to the summer, but at the same time, you know, what can we do in terms of sports during the summer? We have this, we have side projects and we, of course, we could just go down and, you know, watch a sport event, whether it be baseball or football, but the whole thing, the whole thing is it's like, we are so invested in the sports. It's, it's, it's a crying shame, you know, to take a break and try to do something else while we wait for, you know, our sports to come back in the fall and the winter. But we're going to get that opportunity soon. But I'll tell you, for anyone that says, oh, it's too hot here, the the humidity and whatnot, it's just Texas weather. That's all I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I'm I'm, going to have to refrain from from saying it from now on. But uh, (laughs) it's morning. and Like, I just, I don't know. It was was a few seconds in a my little walk to the car and I was just sweating. Like <laughs> it's hitting stuff. hard. You, you... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it's the humidity. I think the humidity might make it. Does it make it worse? No. Yeah. yeah the humidity makes it worse. Trust me. If you're at the football field and the temperature is like 82 or 83, just imagine being in the center of the field. It's like 95, 96, almost triple digits. Yeah. So... Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, never much of a, I didn't play many summer sports as a kid for that reason. (laughs) Kind of hit away and played hockey. But uh, like I said before, I was never really that good at it. But now I'm in a position where I just kind of work behind the scenes. (laughs) Always. I've always wanted to do road hockey because I know I can't I can't skate worth a lick. My number (laughs) one sport is basketball. I'm sure you knew that by now. But I'm used to playing basketball on the blacktop, but I only played road hockey once and we didn't go on roller skates. It was just our own feet and we didn't have any padding, but we tried to take it easy as best as we could. But you think at this point, we would see a lot of kids out there on the street playing road hockey because that's like the pastime for a lot of people during the summer. If not that, then they would play baseball or go to their local parks and, and do do whatever. You know what I don't see these days anymore? Someone What's throwing that? a frisbee. That's actually very you true. Know? That's very true. It takes me a couple of years. I'm in between a couple of years, and then I'll go back and I try and throw a frisbee again, and I'm like, God, like, like, frisbee throwing's fun. You know? <laughs> I Basketball feel like, well, honestly, dude, the only we, the, the older we get, that we we experience much more. It's like, for example, this summer, I plan on going bowling twice a week, or you know, going to the driving range and take up golf it's still strange to me because we went from what playing army tag and frisbee to doing all these sports during the summer it goes to show it's like there's a whole lot of things and you know what's interesting too the game of cornhole is becoming more popular you can play it indoors and out yeah cornhole i haven't played that one in a long time it would be the last time i went camping Mm. Um, but uh camping's been a while too I got to go camping again. Got to roast the s'mores up of the fire. Oh, yeah. Gotta. 
Yeah, well, I got. Uh, I'm sure I'll find some time. I'll get. I'll get by a fire. I'll make some s'mores. It's been a long time. There's a whole lot of things you could go for, honestly. But I enjoy the bonfires too. You know, like what better way? And you, I think the bonfire, if I'm not mistaken, it's an all it's an all year thing. You could do it during the summer, do it during the fall that warms you up, do it during the winter. If you're lucky to get all the snow out there and the spring too. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. Bonfire is an all year thing. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. You can have a fire any time of the year. Well, that's awesome. Now I know why. Now I know why there was a couple of friends saying, Hey, you want to have a bonfire in February? I'm like, if I have to bundle up, um, no can do, but then you can warm up too. Exactly. You just warm up by the fire, let your hands kind of settle by the fire and all is good. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can make uh, you could actually make hot chocolate over the fire too. I've done oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could actually just uh, instead of uh, using like cocoa powder or whatnot, you could actually just put uh, chocolate bars into like a little mug, let them met- melt, add a little bit of milk, and there you go. You got hot chocolate. Wow. From from me making hot cocoa from the microwave, which is one of the yeah. most effective methods, to cooking it on the stove. And now you could cook it over a fire. Well, you, you could pretty much do anything over a fire if you put your mind yeah. to it. But like you could use just, I guess you could do it over stovetop too. But like, yeah, you could just melt a chocolate bar into a, uh, like a tin mug, add some milk. And I never tried, uh, I never tried hot chocolate with, well, well, making it with milk. It's been usually water. And now I know why it, it tastes more like chocolate water than just hot chocolate. But I got to try. I got to try that with milk someday. And I got to try it over the bonfire, too. So you learn something new every day. Well, I've been Cody Roussand. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Sanders, you've been your uh, your great self. <laughs> well, I'm not that great, but, you know, I try my best. But, again, look, looking forward to working this season with Behind the Shield with you. And, folks, have a safe summer out there. And let me know if you use milk or water for your hot cocoa. All right. Yeah, it's, let me know. It's, it's important. Also, if you're a uh, if you prefer the fall and winter over the uh, spring summer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to. I want to know that too. I want to know how many people are like me. <laughs> <laughs> this program is once again sponsored by the University of Windsor Alumni Association. Be sure to visit them on the web at uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni to check out all the services and events offered. University of Windsor alumni.